always is Ryan Kraut. And last time I checked, uh, there's no one in the year. There is not. The 2010s are over. It's We have to start adulting soon. Oh, don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. Some sooner than others, but yeah, adulting, that's, that's great. So, yeah, that will be the funnest part of the 2020s as now we look towards the future. And in the NHL, you know, some things have happened since the last time we have spoke. And most of the things are really either lackluster or interesting. You know, we've seen a lot of the teams, you know, we went away right before uh, Christmas break, right before the holidays, right at the tail end. And we're getting to the end of the first half of action in the NHL. You know, a lot of teams have kind of been stabilizing a bit, like the New York Islanders and the Rangers who have been trying to push themselves a little bit more. We've had a wonderful three-game series in the last week and a half between those two teams. And now we look forward to the second half of action in the NHL with the trade deadline coming closer and that we will have to see which teams will get ramped up for, as we call it, the most wonderful time of the year, playoff hockey. Yeah, playoff hockey is always a, always a fun time. You never know what's going to happen, clearly, as we saw last year with Columbus and Tampa Bay, who that, is finally starting to get, get it together. Yeah, that was a nice wake-up call. It took them about a, three months, but they're getting Better underway. late than never. Yeah, and, you know, we saw last season as well, the defending Stanley Cup champions, you know, the St. Louis Blues, who at this point last year we were telling them to sell the team. Pretty and much. now they've gone on to win their first ever Cup, and they have also not had a Cup hangover. No, they haven't missed a beat. And, I mean, granted, they haven't really lost anyone except Patrick Maroon, but they're they're still clicking on all cylinders Jordan Bennington still doing his thing after coming out of literally nowhere to be doing what he's doing. No one knew who he was, and now all of a sudden, bam, first rookie to ever win the Cup as, so, well, as a goalie. Well, as a goalie, yeah. You know, we've seen Murray do it as well, but I think this is the first time it was a true rookie. All 16 wins. Yeah. So, you know, as, as the decade came to a close, the 2010s, for hockey at least, were kind of dominated by just a handful of teams as yeah. we could say. Yeah, a, a few teams were really dominating the the Blackhawks was de- would definitely be the top one, Kings and the Penguins. And I would even I would even throw the Capitals in there as well, just cuz they had such a regular season dominance and then they ended up they did win a cup as well in the yeah. 2010s. So, but the interesting thing that the NHL is doing is um they're doing a of the decade series where they will look at each cool thing that has happened. They're going to vote for the best save, coach, franchise, uh, game, event, like all that fun stuff. And we have up to all of it, all of it, except for first and second team, first and second all decade team, which we will cover next week. But the first thing up was the save of the decade. And that was Braden Hopi in game two of the 2018 Stanley Cup final. I remember watching that live. Me, me too. That, I, my jaw dropped when I saw that. That save really shaped the series, I think. I think that was the, you know, I remember somebody told me, I, I was sitting on the couch, I think it was with my friend at home, and he looked at me dead in the eyes and just goes, the Caps have won the Cup. That's there's, it. there's no That's way. Because there's always that one point in a playoff series where the team that didn't win the first game or, you know, maybe it is the team that won the first game, something just happens and you know there's no turning back from this. Yeah. This is it. There's a there's always one moment that's always a huge momentum swing in one team's way. And it looked like for the Golden Knights it was going to be getting away with that, with Ryan Reeves' cross-check right at the end of game one there. And then Bray- Braden Holpe just took it upon himself, said, nope, not this time, and made that amazing save. I I remember I went not long after that save actually happened. I was in uh, Hershey at a concert. I saw like a bunch of kids wearing shirts that had a picture of him making that save, and all it said on it was the save in quotation marks. Which, you know, it, and I think back to a lot of the big saves that I've seen, especially as um, 
a New York hockey fan, and there's one save, in, two saves in particular, especially as a Ranger fan, that I will have ingrained in my memory. And it was always labeled that save, and each one of those was a turning point in the series as well. The first one being the 1994 Cup Final when Richter made a penalty shot save off Pavel Bure. That ended up leading them to win the series. You had, and then the second one would be the 2014 Eastern Conference Finals against Montreal, where Lundqvist did a save. He literally did a full barrel roll in the net and saved it with the tip of his skate. Oh, those those saves are always cool. When like the legs literally go like a full 180, those those saves are incredible. So yeah, it's cliche to say, oh, you're gonna remember that save, but for the moment of the decade, Braden Holtby. Bra- Braden Holtby is the save that. of the decade. You will, everyone will remember that save. Yeah. Second up is coach of the decade. Who else would it be? It's Coach Q. It's it's got to be Coach Q. There's no one else that really deserves it. Like yeah, the Kings also won two cups, the Penguins won two cups, but Joel Quenville won. He did three cups in five years. You you basically did what I think in since the 2005 season. What the Blackhawks did, you know, three cups in five years. No, what was it? There was three cups in five years, three cups in six years. One of the two. It was, I think it was, well... It's 10, 13, and 15. So, I think... Yeah, so three, three cups, cups in, in six years. Six years? Yeah. So, but three still, in six I years, think yeah. in the modern NHL, that is the closest you're going to get to a dynasty. Yeah, it was one of the more dominant runs that we saw in... A long time since the Islanders of the 80s, the Oilers of the 80s. We haven't really seen anything like that since. Well, you could easily, you know, the Red Wings. You can say the Red Wings. And the Avs in the early, late 90s, early 2000s. But even then, like, you know, that was through two teams. And, yeah, I get the Detroit did it back-to-back years, and they did it again in 2000. Like, it, no, um, I think it was, then I think they did it in 98. Yeah, 98 and... 98 and then they 2001 like they they have like everybody has it but I think for the 2010s shit that was the you know that's what a a um, dynasty will be called probably from here on out is when you win that many cups not in a row but yeah. in there because they have just to kind of put into perspective what the Blackhawks have done which which will actually lead us in the next thing they are also the franchise of the decade which I also would agree with since moving to New Jersey, I forget exactly when the Devils moved to New Jersey. I think it was 82, I want to say. They have three cups since then. The Blackhawks did it, did the exact same thing in six years. Yeah, which... Just to kind of put it into perspective. There are teams that, you know, I think, like, you can look at... The Islanders have been around for... It's got to be close to... Since 72. 72, so... So almost pushing 50 years. You're pushing 50 years... They have four, and they did that in an era where it was extremely easy to get back-to-back championships. Yes. You know. And then and they won four in a row. And then they haven't won since. The Rangers have won four. Their last one coming 20-something years, 25, 26 years ago. You know, this is a team that was not was able to keep, you know, they're paying for it now, winning three cups, and, you know, they kept the band together, and now they're starting to pay for it. But, you know... You you filled the trophy case. There's there's no no one's gonna get mad. Oh, you can't get mad at that. I'm sure there there are a lot of teams that would give up a lot to get a championship and suffer the consequences later. Yeah, well, a lot of teams do that, and King the Kings are one of them. Which yes, they are. They wanted to win a couple championships. They did it. They hung around for a little while, and now they're at the bottom. I don't think they regret it for a second. Not at all, you know. And that brings it, you know, they announced the playoff series of the decade was the 2014 Western Conference Finals, the aforementioned Kings versus the aforementioned Blackhawks. Which was, at that point, the two most recent defending Stanley Cup champions in the conference final. Yeah, because I remember, you know, I was, I'm in high school. This is my first year of high school, was 2014. And I remember specifically that... I was walking. I'm. I could. I could. I could play it for you back, like in a play-by-play. I'm walking to the track to go to gym, and I look at my friend, and we're talking about the that series, 
Because at the time, the Rangers had already made the final. Was that one of those series was where we're like, oh, we're, we have a tough road ahead of us either way? No. It was me being a naive, young fool. And it was, I was walking, and all of a sudden, my friend looks at me, and he goes, well, you know, your team made it. He, I think he was, um, he's a Red Wings fan. He looked at me, he goes, you, you, your team made it. Who do you want? It was, I think, the day before Game 7 of that series. And he looked at me, he goes, who do you want to win? And I will specifically remember this. I said it, I said it in my head. He said to me, he goes, I, he said, I want the Blackhawks to win because I want to see an original six Stanley Cup final. And that would be cool to me. And I said, and I quote, and I quote, I said, I want the Kings to win to see Marion Gabrick versus the former, his former team. Two weeks later, I was regretting that decision. Yes, yes, you were. So, yeah, but I think that series, you know, seven games, every game was an amazing game. That I think it went to game seven overtime as well. I probably am wrong with that, but it that's what it felt like. You know, that felt that feels like that's what that yep. series was going. It was game, game seven. seven. Game seven overtime, they ra- the Kings rallied back. And the Kings. And who was the hero in that round as well? Yes, it was Alec Martinez. My guy, Alec Martinez, doing it not only in the conference finals, but also in the Stanley Cup. In basically a game seven. Pretty much. I mean, every single game in that series went to tr- double. There overtime. were, I think, there were a couple triple overtimes in that yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, because there, I think, if you added up every period that was played going into Game Five, including at, until, up until the goal, Alex Martinez scored, it was a total of seven, seven, like seven games worth of periods. It was insane. Which, you know, in hindsight, that. It hurt the Rangers a lot more because they were an older team at the time. Like I bet if yeah. you played them now in that scenario, and I'm not even taking a qual- like it like the team now, not counting their in playoff experience, but like the, since they're you know you're you're now the youngest team in the league, that would have helped out a lot more oh, yeah. back then instead of having the old men like you know Brian Boyle, Marty so, Saint Louis. I, I love Saint Louis and his Mother's Day goal still moves me, but. You know that team, but just, in that series, like yes, Marty Saint Louis is very, yeah. very talented. In that series, you're going to want Ryan Callahan. Exactly, yeah. And so moving on to the next thing, uh, it was the game of the decade, which we move over to 2013, where it was the Leafs versus the Bruins in the first round. What else is new? <laughs> Nothing's changed this whole decade. It really hasn't, if you look at it, because they've played three times. And they've lost. And the Bruins have won every single time. Yeah. It goes to six or seven games every time, and the Bruins always win it. That's upsetting. This was the one time where it looked like the Bruins were not going to win it. I forgot what the, like, the, there's a funky stat that says the Leafs haven't made it past the first round. Since, since I think, since, 02, I think. Yeah, something like, you know, 20-something years ago. And I was like, well, maybe you should just stop playing Boston. Pretty much. Like, they just, they will beat you. And even this season, you know, you look at the standings, and they're right there, you know, looking at pro- looking Looking possibly. up at Washington, that's it. Well, no, not Boston. I'm talking about Toronto. Oh. They're looking Toronto's at. Toronto's looking up at a few teams, but they're, they I mean, like, if, if the Babcock season went. ended today, they'd probably be playing Tampa. And, you know. Even so, you're like, do you really want to play Tampa? You're going to have to play. If the season ended today, they would not be in the playoffs. Oh, they're back? I forgot how far back they were. They're three points out of a wild card. Yeah, the, the East is weird. They're, they're starting to get more jumbled up again. I don't but, like that. But that game, I, I don't remember personally watching that game, but I have heard a lot about it because uh, one of the – People who works here at the station, Griffin, huge Bruins fan, he tells me about that game all the time. Yeah, he does. He'll stop. randomly just pull up the goal clip of uh, Patrice Bergeron scoring the game winning goal when he's bored and just be like, yeah, I love this call. Oh, so it's like me with the Paul Correa. Pretty much. Call. Pretty much. Okay. But the Bruins were down 4 1 in the third period and it was getting late in the third period. They ended up tying it with 50 seconds left in the game. And then they ended up winning it in overtime. And I think that Bruins team 
That Bruins team went to the final. That Bruins team was the yeah they went to the final, but they ended up uh, falling to the Blackhawks two goals in seventeen seconds. I think that was that year. Yeah, that wasn't that was oh that's the the. Everybody's like, "Oh, we can go home. The game's almost like it's almost over." And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, it's almost it's over." over. With the, the score flipped. The score flipped. So moving on to the next thing, event of the decade was the 2014 Winter Classic in Michigan: the Leafs versus the At Red the Wings. Big house. Oh my God! Hundred and five thousand. They're people. trying to replicate this Winter Classic so badly. Yeah, that was the best Winter Cla- Classic of. I think ever. Ever, yeah. Just because of everyone, everything that was there, just 105,000-plus people. 2014, that was the first year that I actually like said, I'm going to start watching the Winter Classic every year, no matter who, what teams are in it, because it's a spectacle. And also, there's nothing on TV on New Year's Day. But I remember turning the TV on and just seeing... They did it, they coordinated it so well. You know, they didn't plan, they got perfect snowfall. The team's heritage jerseys are probably the best Those, that you can have. They're both have. really nice. It was a, an original six matchup. And I think it was, they when they did the entrances, they made sure, because the stadium, the way they had like the, the graphics on everything, was that they had one side Toronto, one side Red Wings. They made sure if on the on the hard cam side on the like the, the side that you will see on a broadcast, they made sure half the stadium was blue, half the stadium was red, and it, the visual. Well, I'll, I'll never forget the visual. It was just such a good, you know, thing. And then the game was good too. Yeah, it went all the way to a shootout, and just like snowing really hard, freezing because you're in Detroit. <laughs> Detroit's just Detroit terrible. on New Year's Day. It was freezing. Yeah, it's just not comfortable. And then you had a great game, and you look at all the other Winter Classics you've had. I think Detroit's been in it, I want to say, one more time after that? The the Winter Classic is very strange because there's always, like, we complain that the same, like, four teams are in it. It's always Chicago or it's always Boston. And, you know, and then when we get two new teams that have never played there, we complain that it's uh, in Texas. yeah. With, where's, there's just no pleasing everyone, anyone. It's like I th- they announced it's gonna be in Minnesota, and they still haven't announced who they're gonna play. I think they're gonna play the Jets. That's my. It makes thing. sense. I mean, yeah. Where else are you gonna? It put should it? be Dallas, but I'm gonna hold my, it you know, my North Stars fanfic for that. So no. The Leafs were. It was supposed to actually be. Leafs Red Wings the year before in 2013, but it was canceled because of the lockout. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. So did I. Because I forgot that, that was there a was... dark, dark time. Well, I didn't remember. I had I... to watch the Knicks. <laughs> That's the... there was nothing well, else. No, hold on. on, hold on. If you go back to 2013, the Knicks weren't bad. They were getting bad, but they weren't bad. You know, I, because I specifically remember that. In 2012, 2013, that time period, I went to my first Knicks game, and they weren't terrible. They made the playoffs. They apparently they were very good. Yeah, so they were 54 and 28 and won the division. You're not complaining if you're talking about the Knicks now. Yeah, oh, that's if you're like, talking about that's the Knicks a now, chore to watch. But that's, that's thank torture. God we have hockey. Yeah, well, the Blackhawks have been in it four times, and then the Bruins. Or have been in it three times, but the Blackhawks are actually 0 and 4 in it. Yeah, they've never won, which I find very funny that they've been in it so many. And that's not even counting their. I think an, their outdoor record is slightly better because they played some stadium series games as well, which we'll get to that in a second because we have those as well. But so when we come back, we will finish up looking at the rest of the moments of the decade, and then we will talk about some quick little news bits that we got today or over the break. And we'll wrap it up by looking at some of the teams and where everybody sits looking towards the deadline. You're listening to Post Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU.
Having trouble writing a paper? The LAU Post Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. Brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with the tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. The new sound of Long Island University has arrived with a splash. The wave brings you the hottest new music, exclusive coverage of LIU sports, and updates on everything happening at Long Island University. It's the station for the students, by the students. Tune in and catch the wave. Visit liuwave.org or download the WCWP app for iOS and Android. Welcome back to Post Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Kevrota. Joined alongside me is Ryan Kraut. And we are continuing to look at the Of the Decade series posted by the NHL, which will conclude next week as we look at the first and second all-decade teams. But we have now spoken about the save of the decade, coach of the decade, franchise of the decade, playoff series, game, and event. And the final two is the moment of the decade and the goal of the decade. The moment of the decade, I don't really agree with this. It's the NHL 100 Gala where they announced, I think it was the final eight pe- like 18 people that they had that was, you know, this year, like the 2000s, 2010s of who was the best players, which I still think that that was very lackluster. Yeah, I think there are some... I don't remember, obviously, the entire list, but I one thing that does stick out to me that I still think should have changed is Jerome McGinley was not on the one NHL 100 list, and he absolutely should have been. Yeah, I there's there's a bunch of people like Aginla and I think a few others who were clear snubs, and they I remember when it happened, a lot of people were kind of mad, but they just really didn't care. I think it was the same thing. Somebody told somebody was telling me they said they didn't care that they were surprised that Edmonton put up a banner for being named the it was nineteen nineteen eighty four or eighty five yeah the team. team like the team yeah, of the century team of the century and they put up a banner for it and somebody said why are you putting up a banner for an internet poll yeah well that we're in the era of like now anything happens you get a banner yeah look at Nashville like yeah but. There were a lot of people on there that, sh- not on there that should have been on there, and I personally don't think Duncan Keith should have been on there. Oh, not at all. I think like yes, you won three cups, but so did your defensive partner in Brent Seabrook. He wasn't on there. Yeah, you know, there's a lot. Taves of Taves and Kane is a different story. Taves and Kane, because it's Taves and Kane. But they became household names. Duncan in the Keith should not have been on there. Kane for other reasons, but they became names. Keith didn't. Yeah. So, I don't know. That that whole thing kind of just Joe Thornton's also not on the list. That's an issue. He played in he's played in 4 decades. 4 in the NHL. Malkin's not on the list, but that could have gone either way. That could have been Yeah, I get that. Ed Bell 4 wasn't on the list, which a lot of people thought he should be on the list. I could I could see him on there. Dale Horachuk wasn't on there. Chara wasn't on there, but I wouldn't have probably put him on there anyway. Yeah, no. It's but, yeah, there were a lot of snubs. Yeah, it, it's kind of a it. That's why I wasn't really, you know, it's there's so many other moments you, by the decade that you could have done, you know, import important moments too. Like yes, that was a great moment. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like one of the moments that I think could have got that spot was having you know the first ever global series, you know, the first ever China games. You know, you could even chalk that up into the same year and say, oh, the first time NHL games were played overseas in a while. You know, that, the World Cup of Hockey coming back. There's a lot of little things like you that could, that could have You could even go as far spot. as saying the, the Golden Knights expansion draft because it was the first expansion in 15, 16 years. Yeah, it's, it's I get, I don't get why it was just, oh, the gala, that's all. And it's not even, like, specific. It's just the gala, the whole thing, which spanned over two weeks, you know. And rounding it out, did this This, make, this is, makes 100% perfect sense 
because it is probably the funniest goal call in the history oh, it's, it's of NBC. There's the whole clip is great. Yeah, Patrick Kane's Blackhawks game six. It's the overtime. It's not overtime it's, winning. Overtime Stanley winning Cup Stanley Cup goal. Cup goal where. He is the only one in the entire building that knew that puck went in the net. Yeah, and everybody, and even you're you seeing know, him dancing around the ice, yeah. skating, throwing everything, and all the Flyers are like, "What just happened, dude?" The puck's and out Crawford's of play. What like, are you talking did, about? And, and I love like when he gets to pass the bench and he gets to Crawford, and Crawford's like, "Uh, what? One? <laughs> I, I get. Oh, cool." He starts taking the helmet off him, and like. The Flyers are just like, wait, are we, are like, we not it's playing? It's not in. It didn't go in. And then they show the replay on the screen, and, and they're like, barely oh, went in. we've lost our our first and only chance at the Cup for a while. Oh, no. I, I want to know. The only thing I want to know is how Patrick Kane even saw that go in. Well, I'll t- if you watch the clip, it makes a lot of sense. Because he goes, what he does is he throws it, and then he goes around the back of the net. So I guess he looked down, and he saw it. Then he celebrates. So he saw it by going around. That's the only thing I could possibly think of that, you know, makes sense that he saw it. Because I think who was in the net? Was it Mason? I think it might have been. Because Mason, Mason, did, Mason if Ray Emery was even on the team still at that I think, point. I think Mason just knew. Like, uh, they're showing a little, you know, you got to go through all the little bumper clips of everything. Just show us the goal. That's what we want. But still, I think that's the that, – that, and that started, well, it was the first year of the decade. Literally the first Stanley Cup of the decade. So I, I kind of get why that was. Oh, it's, it's not even the clip. It's the doc. It's like the mini mock. Yeah, you can see it. Watch. If he, he throws it in. It wa- he He's it, watching the puck. It's Michael Layton. Yeah, he's watching the puck, and he sees it after he goes around. And the bench is just confused. Look, and he, oh, it's Niemi. It's not even Crawford. It's Niemi, and Niemi's like, what? What just happened? No one had any idea that no went one in the knew. net. Except Kane, and Kane was like, all right, I'm going to celebrate. We're going to have a good time. The only person that mattered that saw that it went in the net was the ref, and it took them a while. It took them a second to notice it because Kane was already celebrating, so they were distracted. Yeah, and if, God forbid, like, it didn't go in the net, but, like, they started celebrating anyway, how how embarrassing you think that was. You need to – you're going to have a 1999 Stanley Cup final all over again where the team's going to be waiting in the locker room. It's like – we're we're preparing to go out in the other locker room. They're just drinking champagne. Poor Buffalo. Um, but yeah, that's what you just think of. So that it was your of the decade series so far. We will review and probably critique the first and second team all decade teams next week when we are. Oh, we critique everything. Well, we do. Critique it, it wouldn't everything. be post post if we didn't critique yeah. anything. So we're gonna go over some news now. Um, first up. I want to get this out of the way. We need to address the elephant in the room. Uh, gritty hit again. <laughs> yes. Well, gritty, gritty needs to like control himself. I read the article. I there's a lot of holes in this story. I, I, that I, did, I don't yeah. believe necessarily happened. So what happened? It was reported today that gritty allegedly assaulted a 13 year old kid. The story behind it the story doesn't really was fill this, in. Uh, this kid is claiming, allegedly, to use one of our uh, favorite words here at allegedly. WCWP, allegedly, um, was he was at a, a event with Gritty, and he was doing a photo op, and this kid's like patting Gritty on the head. Why I don't know why, but you're patting Gritty on the head. Walks away after How he takes his picture. How tall is this kid? Gritty was sitting down. Oh, okay. But still, it was just... Patting Gritty on the head. Kid walks away, starts minding his own business. Gritty, something just clicks in Gritty's mind. He gets up from his chair, sprints at full speed to this kid, and punches him as hard as he can. And this kid just goes down. That's what they're claiming. And, and then the flyers are like, we can't find anyone that saw that this happened. We have no video proof of it happening. We are very sorry you had a very poor experience, but please still like the Philadelphia Flyers, and we will do anything to make sure that this goes away. And the funny thing is, you know, I I, I saw, I was sent this by you. You sent this to me. It was Bleacher Report that broke it. And report, you know, there's been an update that the the police department in Philly, they're, they're, they've already launched an investigation. Into this, and they said You're investigating a mascot. They said that the kid, uh, he said, and I quote, 
Gritty took a running start and punched me as hard as he could. Just listen to what that, you're first saying. Of all, first listen of all, what you're it's not even like, yeah, this person did this. You're talking about a creature. Like, first, yes, honestly, <laughs> obviously, it's a person underneath the mask. I, I'm sorry. It's a team mascot. But if he was at an event and the kid looks at him, and just imagine, like, you're you're just sitting down or he's just staring at the mascot after he patted on the head. And Gritty is just, like, according to this kid, is running at you full force. Something. Did ahead. you not think to, like, oh, shit, move. let me move? Did you not think or did you just say, I'm going to take this full force because he's got, like, the little horns on his hands. This won't hurt. But what is wrong with you? Like, the, for, and also. Also, what, what, something <laughs> had to have possessed Gritty. To do this. Okay, this is there's, also the dude who literally there's um, no way. two nights ago trashed the Astros that's, on national television. That's different. So, everyone on this, everyone in the entire baseball world is trashing the Astros right now. That's completely different. There's literally no reason, unless you were provoked, that Gritty's just like, you know what? I'm bored. I'm going to get up and wail well, this no, kid. No, no, no. Here's the thing. This is also, I've noticed this, and I've... And, I've I've seen this through you know the meme community they've because they record gritty all the time for content because he's hilarious because he's funny but the thing is this was probably just something that he does and the kid was like first of all who goes to the police about a mascot like you don't see I the mean, Philly I, fanatic like he, oh he hit me the with Philly his Philly fanatic like, does no. stuff like that too there's a clip I have a clip on my phone it was at a Flyers Rangers Flyers game. It was the guy who Gritty's in front of him. He's two rows in front of him, and he screams to him, "Let's go, Rangers!" Gritty will Gritty turns around and basically mugs the guy, just because he said that. So why are, why I mean, is this Gritty's a throwing shock? cakes at people? You don't see people going. He's crashing police, weddings. Like, he's stealing the bride. Like this, this like, is just something he does. I mean, yeah, we're not saying that assault's not a bad thing. It's not assault. That's but, what I'm getting at. But there's. There's more to the story that's just not being released. Oh, and I can't wait to see, you know... It's not like Gritty can come out and say something. Well, the Flyers can on his behalf. And, and they have. If they, they really want to and they want to, like, kind of ruin the like thing, the dude will just stand, like, the guy from the yeah. costume like, will just be like... I am Gritty. I am Gritty. <laughs> I did not hit that kid. It's just so funny that, you know, uh, in the news of the NHL, this is, like... Top tier breaking news, and I find that so funny that we've gotten so invested in him that because he's being investigated by the police department of Philadelphia. This is not you know somebody saying oh I'm just it's one cop saying I'm a Flyers fan I'm gonna do this for fun. No, they are putting out a full investigation on this. Are you kidding me? That's in Philly so excessive. That's there's no need for that at all. Like yeah, like if you get punched out when you're just walking down the street you're gonna call the cops but there's no reason that this has to go to this this level oh this goes to court oh I, my I god i feel like it's part of it's just them probably looking for some sort of publicity or some sort of money or probably, something he's some probably from the flyers something hey if he's looking for free flyers tickets me and ryan can both tell you it is much easier to get free tickets to a hockey game than making than making up a false yeah it is very is all you have to do to get free tickets to a hockey game pretty much is make sure you pick a team that's struggling to get fans to go all you got to do is send them your email that's it at some point sign up for something say you're interested in a completely unrelated note we would like to thank the new jersey devils for giving us free tickets we would like to thank the new jersey devils well that was a um their fine hospitality fine hospitality that they've given us to they could have easily stuck us all the way up top but they put us no. Like, they put us on ice level, like ice level, like thirteen rows from the ice. Yeah, we got on there the side. Late, the devil shot twice. It was, it was great. There, it was a great night, and thank the new, we thank the New Jersey Devils for that. Um, I still haven't heard back on like because they've contacted both of us for this, and they gave Ryan um, tickets. And that was really it. They didn't give him anything else. Yeah, and then there, the rep that gave me the tickets wasn't there that night. There is a mix-up, so I'm still waiting to hear back. But she said I'd get a second game, which she didn't have to do. They she didn't don't have to have give me to one that. game at all. When I told her I wasn't interested in buying Devils tickets, I'm, she's like, okay, well, I have some extra tickets if you want them. I'm like, okay. And it was a Ducks game. It was great. It was a good game, too. And then after that, I get a rep. And I was given and I was given the opportunity to go to a game and get food. Like, I was... 
I was given more like than Ryan. Like gala thing. I was like, oh, and the, I still haven't heard back from them because I hung. Um, I I literally it was funny because I answered the phone. The dude's talking to me. He's trying to sell me on everything, and I was actually, um, in the waiting room for an interview. And I said, I can't talk right now. I'm, I'm a in an interview. Busy. So then he's like, oh. And they actually, they, I, I want to thank them because they wished me good luck as well. What, what a great organization. It was organization. a great organization. Too bad your hockey team is terrible. But it could be Detroit. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but, yeah, so that was fun. I'd go back. I would definitely go back. I, I would try to. I've gone back since. It was great. Yeah, you did go to a Devils Prudential game. Center is great. I love it there. Except for it being in the heart of Newark, it's great. I mean... Some of the ways that I've taken to get there was kind of sketchy, but overall the the street and the area that the arena is in overall is fairly safe. It's like their business. Oh, no, I had to drive through me and my family. We had to go out to Jersey for family matters, and we had to drive through Newark. Yeah, don't do that. Oh my god, it don't was, do that. I'm like, this is not where the Devils play. I don't. No, think. no, no. There's like. Two halves of Newark that, and one of them is the good half, which is where the Prudential Center is. The other one looks like, for all those listening on Long Island, literally looks like CI. It's not a good area, or like whatever your like hood area would be in Brooklyn. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm just gonna say it looks like the finan- the old financial district of Detroit. So the Bronx, basically. Oh, it's the, okay. It's the Bronx. All right, it's then. not good. It's stay no, away. Okay. Like. If you're not on a certain curb, if you're not on the curb in front of Yankee Stadium, you are not safe. Exactly. That's I love that because everybody's like, if you go to Yankee Stadium, you get off the train, you walk to the stadium, you, you do walk nothing the, else. You do nothing else, and then you walk from the stadium to the train and you leave. That is all. That's all you do. And maybe when before the game, maybe you can go to the baseball field that's right in front of the stadium. No, not even that. You can go to the bar across the street. Because that's there's it. some cops there. There's there's cops there. Yeah. I had family who were. They work for the NYPD. They told us to do that. Yeah, you d- and they protected Yankee Stadium. So that was fun, but back know, to hockey. Back to hockey now. You know, besides gritty, there's some other news that we we're, we're going to talk about, and it's um the All Star Game is coming. If the All Star Game is this weekend, I know the Rangers have already started their All Star break. I believe the Islanders either have one the more Islanders game than they started. Have started as well after last night. And. It's kind of interesting what's been going on at the All-Star Game. Because, you know, we had our captains announced, and we heard right off the announcement that Ovechkin will not play in the game. But Again. But everybody expected that because he didn't play last year. And then more once the lineups were announced, more players were being announced and they were dropping out. Flurry dropped out, but he, he allegedly... That's a personal reason. That's a personal reason. That's fine. You know, and then... The next man up vote came out. I think this is the first year they're doing that. And I voted my players, and I voted Larkin um, for Detroit just to get Detroit something good. And lo and behold, after I sent that out, he posted on Twitter, do not vote for me. I don't want to go. So this is more of an, you know, more players have done that, and a lot of players have been injured. They've actually been, there's rumors going around that the players have said, that they've been faking injuries to not play in the game. See that that's that's the problem with the All Star Game now. So they don't so they don't get penalized. Yeah. Really. But my whole thing with the All Star Game is, and I've said this since they changed the format, being an All Star in the NHL doesn't mean as much as it used to. It Just does, because of the format of the game. It's upsetting, and and to be honest. Uh, I wasn't really – I was probably going to turn it on for five minutes, the game itself, because I like three-on-three. But I'm more excited for the skills competition and the women's three-on-three that they announced between U.S. and Canada, which is going to be amazing. Yeah, that'll – USA-Canada is always entertaining to watch no matter what sport it is, unless it's curling. Even that they find to make interesting. Yes, but like curling, no one understands curling. But USA-Canada is always interesting, so they added that. But at least for for the fans, me personally, I would I'm also more interested in the uh, the skills competition because it's the All Star Game. It's not a real game per se anymore. It's ten minutes. No one really tries anymore, and you're playing for money. Yeah, and you're playing for a car, which I think the only time I've ever been happy for the winner was the first year they did it, and that was because John Scott. 
Yeah, and he came out of nowhere to just be named captain and win the MVP and all that. And he got the car and he got the money and he ended up retiring. And he used, you know, he's uh, he would think he was on spinning chicklets not long ago. And he said, I use that car to drive my family around. It's a nice car. So there is, besides him, you know, I don't even remember the I think the MVP last year was Crosby. Or two years ago it was Crosby. Uh, it was Crosby or Latang or... It, it's just one like, I two. don't... It was one of the Metro players because they won. You know, and year. there's players who have been playing and they don't want to do it. It's just... And now, and the only reason I was going to watch it is because I wanted to see Panarin run circles around people. And he's hurt. <coughs> he, he's hurt. Hurt. I don't know if the injury... Well, I feel like he's actually hurt because they held him out of the game. But well, I also I don't understand the whole, if you skip the All-Star game, you're suspended. You're suspended a game. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I guess because Bettman's like, I want the best players, but your best players don't want to be there anyways. No just, one wants to be there. I Like, I fully agree with a break. Like, you need a break. Yeah. You know, it's an 82-game season. It's a long season, but you really shouldn't be penalizing guys just because I don't want to play in a game that's used to make more that, money. Yeah, that counts for nothing. At least, the, like, you look at the other sports. You look at um, well, the NBA is the same way. And the NFL is just nobody watches the yeah, Pro Bowl. Yeah, no one watches the Pro Bowl probably because it's right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. The only – the end they change, and the MLB had this problem, and they ended up changing it, and they said, oh, we're going to make it word something. Which it's Which, not anymore. It's not anymore, but they had to do it. It was always very interesting when it was word something because the winner – Winning league got home field advantage in the World Series. That was cool. Like you can't necessarily that you can't, somehow shapes history. Yeah, you can't do that with the NHL for a ton of reasons. Well, yeah. Well, seeding being the main reason. Seeding, yeah, seeding being the main reason. But you know, I just, I really just, there needs to be. We said this um, in our last show as well. Something needs to change. I say bring back the uh, the fantasy draft. That was cool. Even so, they won't play. Well, you need to give you need to give the players and teams incentive to do this. Or it's also because there's only like one representative from each team, and there's only space for like ten people because it's three on three. Yeah, and I like you can keep the skills coming. I, I my argument is this: what you should do. This is my fantasy idea of what the All Star Game should be. Make it two days: Friday, Saturday. That's it. You do the the skills competition. You could even do it on one day. Do the skills competition in the morning or in the early afternoon, and then you do two games. You do women's three-on-three, three, or, heck, even this. Try women's five-on-five, five, USA-Canada. And then you do men's, North America versus the rest of the world. That could work. That'd be interesting. You do five-on-five, five and you do... You could throw some. You have to throw something in to make it worth everybody's while. Maybe I don't know. Winning team gets some like winning con- winning conference will get something. I was gonna say something with the draft, but that's not fair. Yeah, you can't bring the draft into that. You can't bring in the cup final. That makes no sense. It doesn't help. But you give them something to. Or how about this? Winning conference, two of those teams get the Winter Classic. That would be interesting. And then, you know, the the team, the NHL will pick one team from there, and that team picks whoever they play based on heritage. That, could, that would be interesting. So let's say, for argument's sake, the West wins, and the league picks Minnesota. Minnesota can pick any team from the West to play. That would, that'd be kind of cool. There are ways of doing it. It's just you got to think about it a little bit. You know, you can't just be like, oh, we'll throw three on three. And the USA can, you know, you get to see the best players of North America, which is USA and Canada, versus the rest of the world. You know, mostly Europe and some parts of Asia. Well, and Russia. Well, it's kind of split. But, yeah. But you could easily put that together. And then you get that answers your international problem as well. Because everybody's like, we're not going to get international play because they don't do the Olympics. There's your international play. Yeah, the, there's always a way around things. You just It just requires thinking, which clearly the league doesn't want to do. Well, Batman doesn't want to do. 
So when we come back, we will talk about some more revelations in the world of three-on-three hockey and how that will shape up. We will go over, we will not make predictions, we will go over the Hattrick Challenge, which has gone in a hiatus for a little bit. And we will preview the games of tonight and look at some teams and where everybody sits. You're listening to Post to Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free in print or online and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for Post, by Post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition. The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 LIUWave.org is your source for Long Island University student radio. Listen live 24-7 online, subscribe to podcasts, check out our social media, and get in touch with us. It's all online at LIUWave.org. Welcome back to Post of Us here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cabaretta. Joined alongside me, as always, in the new year is Ryan Kraut, and we are looking over some of the new revelations in the NHL since we've been away, and one of them being that there has been an announcement of a somewhat new hockey league. Yeah, I was just kind of scrolling through Twitter the, uh, a few weeks ago, and I came across this article about a new hockey league, so I, I looked into it, and the league is called Three Ice. It's just three-on-three hockey. It'll be uh, making its debut in June of 2021. It's completely independently owned. Uh, It's going to be on the same size rank. Uh, Each game will be two eight-minute halves. They're going to use a running clock, and there's no penalties. So I'm assuming it's kind of like what they did in the NHL video game series for the three-on-three. I'm just going to assume everything's a penalty shot automatically because you're not going to have someone have two people on the ice, I would assume. And there's eight. There's going to be eight teams. They're traveling to seven or eight different cities over the summer, and each time they're in a new city, they're going to have a bracket-style tournament to determine a new champion at each, uh, each stop. They're hoping to get former NHL players uh, players to take part, maybe of of some uh, AHL players currently as well. When when does the when did they say that it was going to be pl- like summertime, wintertime? Uh, it's starting June of 2021, and it's going to be played in the summers to not uh, overlap the NHL schedule. But they're trying to get kids uh, more interested in hockey and also keep hockey going uh, year round. That's not bad. I that sounds fun. Um, if it's anything, if they're really Seems like fast games, though it does. But heck, you know, three on three, that's a lot of fast paced action. It is, especially when there's only I think I it was like seven or eight different players on a team, and you know, keeps the rosters small. The only thing is, you're not going to get any current NHLers to do it. Cause no, there's no way you're going to get any current NHLers to do that. They're you not can get some AHL guys, maybe some EAHL guys. As well. I'm not EAHL. What, what is it? <laughs> ECHL? Yeah. ECHL guys to come in and do it. Because there's not, like, and that's a good thing for, like, you know, kids now. Like, I have one of my friends, one of my friend's best friends. It's uh, a guy of a guy I know. And he is a, he plays ice hockey at the collegiate Division three level, which is lower than I've ever seen in my life, because you know LIU is Division one, LIU Post was Division two, and I didn't even know that they Division three teams even had hockey teams. So he plays there. If he's not going to break the the draft, there's no way no. he breaks the draft. So this seems like something for him to like. It seems like another way for scouts to get a good look at yeah, players who may like be better. Yeah, almost like a semi-pro tryout, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure that at some point there are, there might be some scouts there. Um, it's kind of has a little bit of a PLL vibe to me. I was gonna say that it does. It reminds me a lot of the uh, Premier Lacrosse League, who they they have, I believe, they have now six or five or six teams now. They have an odd number because they just introduced one, 
and they traveled. They actually recently announced that their third week this upcoming season. They're going to Stony Brook, right? They're going to Stony Brook, which is huge because they played. They opened the season at Gillette in, in um, Boston. So they travel the country and they play the games, and their games are amazing. You know, I'm not just saying that because a lot of a few former post players. Yeah, and you know, there's a few post players who I had the luxury of calling um, when they played here that play there, and it's just great to see, and it expands the game, which I really hope that this league can do. Yeah, and it got uh, for the PLL got picked up very quickly. It was immediately on NBCSN. And there's actually been a MLL, a Major League Lacrosse, for a while, and that and PLL seems to already have shot over that after just one season because you never hear anything about MLL. Like, well, I think PLL is also owned in some part by NBC as well, so that may help it. But I remember when a lot of the players here at Post had the option to go to either MLL or PLL, a lot of them went to PLL. Yeah, because Connor Farrell, who's like a big name in the PLL, he was drafted by... Uh, Chrome in the PLL, and I, be- I believe it was the Lizards. The Lizards, yeah, the New, New York Lizards York in MLL, and he wanted to go to PLL. It was, well, I'm sure more traveling and yeah, more a traveling, lot of, a lot, lot of more endorsements and everything. But he's like the face of that league now. Oh, he's one of the main faces of that league, which we give him all the credit in the world. You know, he is one of the better players. He's probably, I think, the best faceoff man LIU has ever seen in their history. Oh, absolutely. So uh, you know, it's well deserved. And uh, I hope this league can really do that, too. And I really hope a lot more guys can... I hope this does work out because it seems fun. And uh, there is a community that does like the three-on-three but doesn't like, as we spoke about it before, doesn't like that it's specifically, you know, all-star game. Nobody likes that. Yeah. So it's going to be throughout the U.S. and Canada. It's going to... Nine weekends. They're just going to be on weekends. That's fair. Nobody. Well, that's, they're going to run like the college schedule, like yeah, how we have probably our schedule. run run like that. I'm each game is going to be really quick. The whole gameplay is like 16 minutes, which when you're have like six people on your team, that takes a lot out of you. Yeah, it does, and it's probably a lot of ice time. It should be. I, I think if it's, it, you know, I really hope it does better than. Um, I hate to say it, but the um, NWHL. The women's ho- the yeah, national women's I'm hockey. I'm sure league. it'll do better than that. It's there. Like it has I'm no sorry. Like I like the NWHL. We've had the luxury of calling um, the Metropolitan Riveters when they played uh, the Sharks, but that league has just gotten no footing. No, and they're. I wouldn't be surprised if they folded or if they've already announced that they're gonna fold at some point. They, I know the Canadian women's hockey league folded. I know that they haven't yet, but... I wouldn't you know, be surprised. The writing is almost on the wall. It's getting clear. You, they don't even have an, uh, a way of, like, showing games. They, they're they on Twitch. Like, yeah. And meanwhile, 3 Ice already has... Uh, they already have television deals. Uh, CBS Sports, TSN, not surprising. And whatever RDS is, I'm not sure what that is. I think that's on the Canadian... So... This broadcast network. I think they're anticipating it to be big, kind of like PLL. It should be. Fun. It should be interesting. I, I, if anybody's interested, keep an eye on it. It's. It should be fun to watch to see what happens here. So moving on from that, you know, we we're gonna quickly look over the hat trick challenge, just to see. We're not gonna make any predictions. Um, we there's, haven't really had. And there's also nothing going on. There's nothing week. going on because with you know for, hockey is. It's the all-star break. There's two games tonight, and then there's no games for a week. The only thing we could probably, probably predict is who's going to win the all-star game. Which isn't even that entertaining yeah, to do. because you don't even know who's going to, like, who it's against. Like, Well, it's the West and the East. Now. Yeah, but, like, we don't know who's making the finals, so we can't really You could pick a team. And that'd be, like, one thing. Yeah, and it's always random, so. But I th- Ryan does have the scores. Which, uh, I I don't have your score because I, I only keep track think, of mine. I think I went. No, I went. I went. I have. I went 18. three for three. I have I eighteen. I know that. So I, I don't know what your overall add, total is. Mine was I think. I don't know what it was. Oh, no, yours was eighteen. I have eighteen. I just counted it. I think right now I have fifteen. Okay. Well, we'll double check that before the next one. But for argument's sake, right now we'll we'll, we'll just go say with it's eighteen fifteen. So I lead by three. Currently. Um, our overall season predictions, they both look like they're going to come true. Yeah. Unless... Ovechkin's on fire right now. He's eight away from 700. I don't see him slowing down. He'll break it easily. Austin Matthews is 
I think six he's away on from forty. He's not far. So we're both gonna get that one. And yeah, it's we still got the the second half of the year, and a lot is gonna happen. You know, you're gonna start make. We're gonna start having predictions of um, who's gonna clinch, when they're gonna clinch. It should. We'll we'll wrap it up and we'll figure out who does what and how that will go about. So with that, we're gonna look over. There's n- we'll look over quickly the teams who are in the playoffs because um, right now this is a good time to look at who's where because we're at the, we're at the halfway point. So in the East in the Atlantic, it's Boston, Tampa, Florida in the top three. So those three teams will make it. I'm surprised Florida's still here, but Boston, Tampa, I get. Boston is not going anywhere. Tampa, it's about time that they are up here. Florida, I don't know if they're going to stay. I think that all depends on Toronto. Honestly, if they can uh, figure things out, which they have been better since they got rid of uh, Mike Babcock, but they're still underperforming. And you look at the Metro. Metro's just been a little bit more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Washington is first, and in other news, the sky is blue. Pittsburgh is right behind them. A little surprising, but now they have Crosby back, so I'm not that shocked. Yeah, the things that Mike Sullivan was able to do with uh, he, he, with this team when they some, were injured. You did something. You 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 conjured some black magic or there's, something. There's something there. He's They're four points out. They have a, one game played more than the Capitals, but only four points out. They shot up, and even everyone thought that without Crosby they were going to be done. And... They proved everyone wrong. They're above the Islanders now who have been struggling recently. The Islanders, uh, I'll say it now, look mediocre. They do. They need they need to do something. That 13-game winning streak is kind of biting the, you in the butt 17 now. That 17-game point streak, yeah. That, I'm glad it happened now, though, because who knows where they, they'd be if it didn't happen. But they, they got to do something. Barzal was benched for the third period last night, and... Be pretty much because he's a, a puck hog and well, yeah. cares more about individual stats than what happens for the team, and Trotz was not happy about uh, that. A lot of things have to change before you guys can safely yeah. say that you are They a need cup scoring. Contender. That's what they need. You know, and then the wild card in the East, Carolina and Columbus. Carolina, I get Columbus. Columbus is very surprising to me. Very surprising. I didn't think they it's would be here. It's their goaltending. It is. guys are coming out of nowhere. I don't that's know gonna, who they are. That's going to burn. That, there's no way that stays. We saw that last year when Carter Hart. Yeah, because, you know, you look at who's under them, and you got Philly, Toronto, Buffalo, Montreal, and uh, the Rangers, all within striking distance of that last, those last, those wild card spots. All those teams need to do is just get hot right out of the end of the break, and we have a race. So that should be interesting to see how that goes. And, of course, Ottawa, New Jersey, and Detroit just, just stop. And... To further prove the point that the draft lottery is rigged, if Detroit does not get the number one pick, they won't. Then it, it it'll be rigged. It won't. They so, have twenty eight points. They there are teams that so have more bad. wins. Yeah, than that. So moving over to the West, in the Central, it's St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. All three teams that I've expected to be here. St. Louis only surprising because they have not slowed down since winning the cup, which is genuinely surprising. Colorado. It's Colorado. Dallas, it's Dallas. Dallas is clinging, though. A little bit. Winnipeg's they are. there. Yeah, Winnipeg's right there. You know, a few other teams. You know, Chicago's not out of it, and they could fight for that. So you look at the Pacific. The and Pacific it's, is the scary one. It's all Canadian. It's the top three are Canadian, but the top five. First one's Vancouver. The top five in that division are separated by one point. Yeah, but we've been following that all season, where it's like, you know, the Pacific's just too tight. It's really, really bad. And, you know, Vancouver's on top. Surprised they're still there. Edmonton is right behind. Calgary's right behind. And Arizona and Vegas are in striking distance. They're one point out. Like, this... I didn't expect Vancouver to be here. I didn't expect Edmonton to be here, but Edmonton is a lot less have... surprising than Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah. I didn't expect anything from, let alone being in first place in the division at the All-Star break. Like, I knew they were good, but they weren't this good. Not yet. Not yet. It's They need to just be better on the road. If they're as good on the road, or even half as good on the road as they are at home, they'll, they'll stay up there. 
And the wild cards right now, Arizona. That's what happens when you get Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel. And Vegas, which, not surprising. And then you got if all the teams striking distance. Winnipeg. Chicago is in striking Chicago's distance for a really wild card Chicago's really turned spot, it around for a while. Which should be interesting to see how that goes. Nashville, who's been slipping. Minnesota, who's been slipping. And then California just, just fall in the ocean at this point. Um, because just they're just, detach yourself just, from the don't, country. Just stop. So, and... That really is your standings. There's no games tonight as we enter the All-Star break. Two games, and tell me which one of these is your moneymaker. Jets, Blue Jackets, and Red Wings, Wild. Jets, Blue Jackets. That think- one's definitely a much more marketable game for at this point in the season. But, of course... The NBCSN game is Red Wings Wild at 8 o'clock. Because, you know, original six, I get... I, no, which, no, no, well, it's the original Wilds. six team. Fine, but... The Red Wings, but, like... No one's going to want to watch a 28-point team take on a team that is struggling that has 50 points. Yeah, so... At least Winnipeg and Columbus, both teams are battling. Yeah, I think the Jets and Wild will both win tonight, so... If the Wild don't win, just cancel the rest of the season. You're at home against Detroit. They have no, no reason to even be playing anymore. Yeah, so... That will do it for us. You've been listening to Post Post here on the wave, the sound of LIU. We will see you next week. Enjoy some hockey and enjoy the All-Star game.